All right, let's just dive straight into this juicy episode of Pie Hard. Now, mm. I've just sent you a link to YouTube. I want you to pull that up. Can you play for me the first 52 seconds, please? I'm not really sure what to expect. Uh, hypnotism, I guess. Hi, I'm Isaac Lomond. I'm a comedy hypnotist. And for your next event, if you're looking for a uniquely entertaining experience, I have just the show for you. My show is fun and safe, whether it be for a corporate function, weddings, sports clubs, festivals, or your next party. I'll show you just how much fun we can have. Expect to really, I don't know, I don't ever believe it, so hopefully he's hypnotised me. I don't know, I'm excited. I want to get put up on stage. Yeah, it's pretty freaking cool. Um, I knew what was going on, but my body was compelled to do things, but I couldn't control it. The show is incredible. Isaac really, really knows how to work the stage and his audience. Jesus Christ. There was a lot to digest there. Alex, my question to you is, have you ever been turned into a chicken on stage? <laughs> Well, it's funny you say that. That video did trigger me, these weird mm. hypnotist types, because mm. I did volunteer to be hypnotized at school yeah, in front right. of the whole school, and it, it didn't work on me. But the mm. guy, I was too embarrassed to tell the guy, yeah. uh, the hypnotist, and so I stayed on stage and I um, pretended. I just kind of acted out as if I was hypnotized with all oh, the other no. people. Um, says something about me, I guess, but... Mm. Yeah, the subconscious, the door, the door is locked there. Well, we got, we love when we get sent um, little grabs from the Collingwood universe and mm. friend of the pod, Robert Hess, sent us this video. Now, the video is Jack Ginevan and uh, Trey Rusco with none other than Isaac Lohman, the world-famous, Adelaide, well, Adelaide-famous, I should say, hypnotist who has worked with a number of sporting organisations, including the Melbourne Demons, the Adelaide Crows, the Adelaide 36ers and the Port Adelaide Football Club. The Collingwood Football Club underwent a uh, hypnotic episode on the weekend in Adelaide and I don't know if this is performance enhancing or if this is content. So competitive advantage or content, but obviously the cameras were rolling. There's not too much, um, there's not too much released around this other than a, a grainy clip of Trey Rusco passed out hang on did at the, the club, club release this or what's this other video you're talking about this was no this was released on on maynard's instagram ah. but you can bet your bottom dollar that it is a club sanctioned um piece of content now he's like i said isaac loman's done this before with port adelaide on a number of occasions you can see that online they'll they'll release a cheeky video no doubt once the um once the cutting has happened but thoughts on um thoughts on uh the merits of hypnotizing a team that's performing extremely well and i mean the first thought i that raced through my brain was potentially are you potentially fucking with the the, the mind of, of the players if, if something goes wrong and say a trey rusco does not emerge from from chicken state yeah <laughs> well i think it depends a lot on what they're implanting in the players minds because mm. i think hypnotism they set up these kind of ideas, elaborate that, that, uh, ela thoughts, elaborate thoughts that come out only mm. in certain moments with a certain clap or a certain mm, chicken mm, mm. song or some crap like that. So, mm. if it's game related hypnotism, or I when think, you're guilted into um, performing, on, yeah, on you have cue to pretend to lift the chair and not, and smack not the to disappoint the uh, hypnotist. Yeah, but um, I don't know. Do they do they implant messages around 
Tex Walker when Tex Walker touches the Sharon, like behave <laughs> like Braden Maynard. Well, or- like, yeah, I, I don't know if this was before or, or after the game. I imagine it was after the game. I'm, I, it's, this is this would be akin to the Adelaide Crows firewalking um, <laughs> preseason camp with debacle fa- if, if, far if, less if- blistering results. I mean, I don't know whether um, I don't know whether it had a performance enhancing effect, mm. but it is. It's curious, to say the least, and and not least of all because the hypnotist, he looks like he's about seventeen. He's kind of like <laughs> he he's does, almost like an Ollie Henry look, he um, does. a Dracula kind of look, very theatrical. Um, yeah, I mean, look, if it happened before the game, maybe it worked. Mm, okay, well, let's let's wait. We'll wait with bated breath for the um, for the video to be released. In the meantime, this is Pyha. Looking at Collingwood today, it's hard to imagine that this was one of the toughest suburbs in Melbourne. I have a magpie tattooed in a certain spot. I wouldn't say it's the biggest magpie getting around. Out of control brawl outside a Collingwood pub. 60 years ago, it was lined with boot factories. As gritty, grotty suburbs in prime locations turned into trendy hotspots. Wants had five bounces, nearly get another one. He's the smartest guy on the team. Because we don't have too many to pick from. You've got to go back to Billy Graham at the MCG for an American to dominate like this. The bubbles bursting three decades of grand final wobbles. I still can't believe it. Okay. Oh. A weekend order by the club of 288,000 cans to be consumed. More comfortable in the cell. It's as close as you'll get to greatness, you peanut. Shut up. Yeah, that's right. This is Pie Hard, your weekly slab of Collingwood culture content. The only podcast, I think, that exists that combines the world of Collingwood and culture. And boy, what are we, eight straight? Is that right? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, gunning gunning for nine against um, Essendon. Oh, look, I, I've been I've been a naysayer of late. I've been you know having conversations with everyone and just basically saying that it's it's basic it's implausible for a modern AFL team to win so many consecutive games without a without a slip up. Now I predicted it last week against Adelaide. I thought that would be the the danger game. That was the one to drop. Before that, I thought the Gold Coast was yeah. maybe one that would go we away. We thought we'd drop DWS that week. We went to the yeah, G. So- the North Melbourne one, like it got close, but we 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 got through that. Now I'm gonna I'm completely changing my tune. I'm predicting that we go through the rest of the season undefeated. Well, you know and, what that means. Yeah, what does that mean? That means the Dacosian we'll Dacosi calendar erupts <laughs> like Mount Vesuvius. Is that right? No, it means Something- that we're gonna lose this week once you oh, once shit. you start making the big. The the key has been our lack mm. of confidence in Pi World. Yes. yes, has been a boon to our. You know, yeah. Results. I mean, it's just it's the gift that keeps on giving. Mm. Ten, last last time we won this many was ten in twenty twelve. Now twenty twelve is not a year which we <laughs> kind of remember that well. Although we did win a uh, final or two. Was that um, Buckley's first year? Was it? Yeah, we ended up beating yeah, West right. Coast in the final. I think, but we won ten straight. Was that early on? It can't be earlier on the year because we used to drop the first two games, wasn't it? Was that was that just junk time end of year stuff? No, well, you got to recall that in 2012, in 2011, mm. we were we put together one of the most dominant seasons of all time. Uh, Clinical, ex- and and obviously mm. didn't get the chocolates. No. So in 2012, it figures that we were still the best team, about, potentially yeah, the right. best team from a talent okay. perspective. Anyway, whatever, man. Well, mm. Mm. It's it's a long time ago now. Anyway, Chocolate eight, roses. Eight, eight in a row. Eight. Eight in a row. Let's go. All right. Well, let's dissect win num or the consecutive win eight uh, mm. with um, everyone's second favorite segment, Game in a Movie. Demo, this week's Game in a Movie is going to be slightly different. Have you noticed that there's mm. there's been a couple of dominant news stories which we're going to cover 
in today's pod. One of them relating to Collingwood is Nick Dacos having the most dominant season, debut season of all time. And we've had various past greats from all walks of life, from all other clubs come out and pretty much rubber stamp the fact that he Mm. is having one of those, not one of those, like pretty much an unprecedented level of impact in his first year. We saw Chris Judd mention it this week Mm. and, and others. Now, what it got me thinking, if Nick Dacos is having the, the greatest debut season of all time, which actors do we know that have had the greatest debut performances of all time on the silver screen? Anything come to mind, Demo? I love that you always, you always, uh, I'm, a, I'm a music guy, but I love when you, um, when you throw a, uh, a film related question at me. Mm. I am going to say, uh, well, as a supporting actor, as a supporting role, let's say, Stan Dacos in Dacos Magic. <laughs> it was definitely a debut. Yeah, it was a debut. He had the debut nerves. He had the debut short shorts. I'm going to say, I'm going to give you a few. Yeah, okay. Eddie Murphy, 48 Hours. Oh, yes, yes. Now, I didn't love, know that was a love it. debut movie, but that's the one with, there's a couple of them, right, but it's it's with Nick Nolte. Is it Nick Nolte or is it with the other guy that looks exactly no, like with, Nick Nolte? No, Nick Nolte, Nick Nolte, yeah, absolutely. That's uh, that, that, that was the... Um, I think that's con- considered the first sort of buddy cop Is movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. So pioneering that yeah. genre. Um, Great what's soundtrack. A, what's the other too, guy that it? looks like Nick Nolte, but it's not? Who's the guy in Point Break? Uh, uh, yeah, um, Gary Busey, is it? That's right. Like, Busey, get, Gary Busey. Yeah, you yeah. Get two yeah, guys in the same similar. era that are basically the same actor. Um, yeah, mug shots. Mug shots are always super similar. Mm-hmm. Disheveled. Jason Schwartzman. In Rushmore was his debut performance. Um, oh, Jason! No, Teen Wolf two, surely. Jason, no, Jason. <laughs> Jason Schwartzman. He's the he's the guy Wes Anderson casts in everything. Oh, that guy. Oh, sorry, yeah. I thought I was talking about Jason Bateman. No, continue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Teen Wolf two, ge- bloody good sequel though. If you Jason. do get round to it, if you do get round. Well, to that it. that may well be a debut from Jason Bateman. <laughs> Yeah, is the Jason drummer, he? Bateman? He's the drummer from Phantom Planet or whatever, wasn't he? The the, the hipster drummer. Yeah, that's the one. God damn it! I've, I told you I'm no good at films. Continue. Here's here's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, okay. Alan Rickman mm. in the 1988 smash hit Pie Hard to Die Hard. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. All remember right. that? Where are we getting to with this segment? Yep. Yeah, I do. I do remember the villain. Oh, we're just chewing the fat, mate. Like bloody ch- good. Chill bloody out. good. Bloody Look, good. What I will say is that um, mm. Nick Dacos um, is a leading man in more ways than one. Mm. I just can't get over the fact that obviously the impact he's having, like we're not going to bang on about that. We, we, we go to bed at night dreaming about that. Mm. We wake up in the morning and we put it in our wheat bix We Google Nick Dacos, breakfast, lunch, dinner, after mm. dinner, in the mm. bath. But what I will say is that he's got more than just the ability. It's he's got this peculiar and incredible level of kind of media training. Like he 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 looks like a Hollywood leading leading man at the moment. And his delivery of even the most basic press <laughs> conference after the game. Mm. Um I don't know where I think that if you are the chosen one and that you grew up knowing for several years now, possibly since birth, mm. that you were the chosen one. Perhaps mm. there's this incredible amount of time you have to develop your kind of communication and your charisma and panache mm. to a level never for never before seen from a nineteen year old. So I'm I'm giving Nick Dacos, um, you know, basically leading man in game of the movie of our hearts. Wow. 
It's impressive. Now, question. Mm. I mean, a lot of people with myself included thinking about Nick Dacos coming into the football club was Mm. all around the pressure. What would that be like? Wearing the 35 debut debut season for Collingwood, the chosen one, the Dacosian calendar, the pressure that must be on that kid. Mm. In many ways, the whole Ginevan sort of saga and 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 the Grundy and the Dugowie yeah um situations really created a perfect storm they've created the perfect red herring for Nick Dacos to thrive in this sort of incubated Collingwood you know atmosphere now let me explain ordinarily like Collingwood always um in the in the press and there's a lot of talk about Nick Dacos clearly especially after after last week's game but that he's not he's not taking the the full brunt of the of the sort of mm, um attention. the media the media attention if you will and that's really being shouldered by Ginevan at the moment Grundy most recently Dugowie before that yeah a, a whole manner of of sort of headlines and stories both positive and negative um surrounding those three three players do you think in any way that that's created a sort of cushioned environment for for Nick Dacos to kind of escape a lot of that attention um, and, you know, be doing what he's doing on the field? He looks and plays like a kid who knows he's really good. Mm. And I don't mean that in an arrogant way. I mean, Mm. I think that he has an extraordinary confidence in in his own ability. And every time he gets the pill, it Mm. just bolsters that confidence because, you know, the proof is in the pudding. He, he, He hits players lace out like it's it's quite incredible did you watch the um did you watch the press conference after the match with with mccray yeah i think i did he's what did he say it's extraordinary he seems to go to a level, new level every week yeah he was no he was, he, was, he was talking about i think some kind of strategic shift from lepich to move dacos forward oh, okay. i think earlier on in the third term and um that sort of being the spark that turned it around, and it was just—it was really interesting because the kid can literally play anywhere, like can play in any position on the ground. Like mm. early days, but he'll become that that key midfielder um, for the club. He's started off by sort of sharpening his craft uh, in the defensive line, mm. and 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 just you know those setting up those perfectly executed kicks out of the back line, and then he's thrown forward. You know, against Adelaide, when the game was, you know, there to be lost or won, well, wet ball, and just takes takes the initiative, take plays on, kicks that goal, wet ball, smooth as silk, kicks the goals. It's just, it's a it's a problem for McRae, if anything, like a good problem to have. But like, just where do you, like, the flexibility with this kid to move him mm. forward or back is just is just extraordinary. Now, I, I want to get to, I want to, I want to, we could do a whole sixty on on Nick Dacos, like we do most weeks. Uh, but we won't. I want to. I want to talk. I was actually there at the ground. I, yeah, was, right. I, I went to Adelaide, mm-hmm. so kind of a hard yes, if you will. We'll keep. We'll keep moving. Um, first, first. So it's my second time at the Adelaide Oval. Um, so I went over there. Good start. I got upgraded to the um, Toyota Hybrid Rav. Um, bloody fine automobile. The Toyota Rav Four, um, especially the hybrid variant. So the trip got off to a very fantastic start when I landed in Adelaide, but. The thing I really noticed about being in Adelaide, the Adelaide Oval for the game, is just how many Collingwood supporters are are there, and yeah. you expect you expect a really hostile, um, intimidating crowd. Okay, but 
you know, there's so many goddamn Collingwood supporters there. It doesn't feel like it actually doesn't feel like you're in enemy like territory. Load up on a bus and get a get, you know get I, off the I bus think, on mass. I think or it's they a common. I, I, I think it's a combination. I think they fly. I think they drive, and I think there's just a lot of SA pies. Yeah. Um, that come, kind of they come, out, come of the out of the woodwork. Yeah. Mm, mm. Um, but it was extraordinary scenes. I saw, I saw a lot of friends. I saw a lot of people over there that I hadn't seen in a while. Was uh, guests of SACA, the South Australian Cricket Association. So we're in their committee room, which was it was interesting. There was there was a couple of things that I was slightly disappointed. So we're behind the double pane glass. The um, the food setup was a calamity of errors, and I'll, mm. let me explain why. It was a. He comes was the a, menu man. It was very different, very different from an experience at um, either the President's Club or, or the MCC or some of the corporate um, options that are available uh, at the MCG. And this is my gripe: um, the flow of the buffet was completely in the wrong order. So and let there me was explain. A let me explain. You lined up for the buffet. There was a nowhere to sit, so you basically had. Um, you know, you had you had a meal on a plate. With Hang on, there's no chairs. Cutlery. That's, that's an oversight. Not this enough chairs for lunch. everyone. Not enough chairs for everyone. Basically, there was chairs for about twenty percent of the people. So you ended up standing. Did you trying sneak to in? Cut not meat. Have a, not have a seat. Is that no? Right? This is all legitimate. Okay. But when you got to the front of the buffet queue, the first thing that greeted you was um, some ramekins of condiments. Mm. Now there was all manner of condiments. There were there were mustards. There was Plum sauce. There was um, a chili sauce, but with no, with no labelling as to what mm. the food, what what the corresponding food would be. So you just had to take a real big condiments punt. But, um, but looking at the condiments in the ramekins, you mm. you would have known which condiment was which. Or are you saying you're confused as to which sauce was which? You're putting the sauce on your plate before the meat, uh, <laughs> before the dish. I see what so. You mean. Okay, so that, let, let me talk Hot through. It. Let me talk through. It's, it's, like me, uh, it's, it's no doubt. It's it's no doubt you're confused because it makes no sense to me. Now the next. Hang on. The next did, you just go, did you just go the wrong way? No, 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 no. I thought I checked that. I double checked that. No, this was all. This was just. This was a complete. <laughs> picture complete you like scrum. bumping into people, going. They're, they're like, mm. excuse me. Like at one point, at one point, the sort of project manager, organizational person in me just thought I would just take charge, just take ownership and start moving <laughs> tables and shit around. But I didn't. I respected the sacker. The next one was a salad. So, first of all, you, 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 dab, you dab some condiments on a, on a clean white plate, move on to the salad. So did put you get the all the on. condiments just in case? I had to. There was no option. Like, uh, what was I supposed to do? Like, you can't circle back. A slurry, so let me a slurry of condiments just kind of <laughs> dripping into each other. And then after, after the salad, they had the menu. Now there was three. There was three mains on offer. No vegetarian offers options. Obviously, there was a um, sort of Chinese-inspired pork with mm. like star anise. Mm. Right. Well, that that's obviously where the plum sauce came into it. But mm-hmm. Didn't know that. There was a beef medallion dish, mm. um, which I, I opted not to not mm. to eat. I just mm. felt like I didn't mass-produced really... like catered mm. beef can be no, hit miss. Right. No, it was very very miss very miss on this occasion. And then this very rare. Now it looked like a slops bucket, but it was it was chicken thigh with guacamole sort of just dumped on top. I and think we've just it, got the podcast title, Slops Bucket. And <laughs> I'll tell you what, it was actually pretty delicious, but I've never seen that sort of com I've never seen it just completely like just thrown into a Bay Marie. And but wouldn't uh, I mean and, the first people blended. that came came along are like taking all the guacamole and then it's just like sloppy chicken? 
Well, this is the uh, yeah. Well, this is the uh, no because it was all ming- intermingled. You couldn't you couldn't take it out. And there was a server, right? So, and there was salsa at the front. And it was a disaster. And um, so anyway, we had we had some, and I was just like, look, my 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 strategy with a buffet is not to go too hard too early. Like I don't I don't I don't stack my plate. I like to have a little bit, maybe have a little, you know, go away, peck at it, find out which one's the hit dish, the, the missed dish, and then go back and sort of lean mm. into the to the preference. Mm. Now, we went to go back and we were very, very um, abruptly told that there'd be no seconds. So, here I well, was that's... with a plate, a plate full of sauce, basically. <laughs> no, no beef medallion. A um, pile of guacamole chicken left holding the bag literally uh, in the SACA committee room. So, look, it got off to a bad start, but I, c- I can say the football, the rest of it was was immaculate. Tell uh, me, what fo- was um, football? What was they add? I know that Port Adelaide, you know, they they try and be Collingwood light, if you will, and they think yeah. they've got yeah. this working class heritage and mm-hmm. this toothless thing. But mm. Adelaide was really a club kind of born out of a focus group. I mean, that was a yeah. pretend club. It was just fabricated out of thin air, right? So it was an amalgamation of um, basically all the yeah, know, the, trying to the unite South, the, South Australia, the colours of the South Australian strip. Trying to unite the clans, um, right? Mm, mm, but, yeah. you know, how did mm. that work out for William Wallace? Not so good, you know, Robert <laughs> the Bruce. But uh, I'm interested. Mm. What are the Adelaide supporters like? That's my question. Are they They're really good? Were they look, 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 engaged look, look, and passionate? Or were they kind of more the the flouncy agricultural types, you know, swapping stories about um, about their uh, their property in the Clare Valley? Yeah, no, they, 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 they were good. They were jovial. But look, they, I don't think any of them expected to win. I, I just think they were they were hoping to put up a fight. Mm, and they defeatist. did. And they were quite they were quite happy with that one. But geez, I tell you what, there's a lot of seething hatred towards. Mm the coach and the administration of the Adelaide Football Club at the moment. Now, we won't go into that, but I can tell you what, they're not what happy the, over there the ball in, guy. in Crowland. They're not happy. Matthew not, Nix. Not happy with him. No. Nah, so, I mean, not not something you want to get on the um, wrong side of over there because they will literally tear you apart. But, look, it was great. The, the other thing I was going to mention, and this is um, – so, that, look, the game was fantastic. Um, aside from the buffet, uh, lots of West End was consumed. Lots oh, yeah. of West End was consumed. Oh, yeah. Some lashings of um, of wine. I don't think it was from the Clare Valley. I'm not sure. I didn't. I didn't do a proper scene report on that one. I did promise you that I would get some recordings from on the day. Now that uh, due to technical issues and uh, look, I knew you weren't just do it. forgetting to do it. It didn't. It didn't happen. But you know, I, I've got I've got a good story for you. So um, flying back on the Sunday, you know, hung, arrive at the airport, go to check in. And my touring party were all in single seats, like completely disconnected. And I was like, I was pretty wasted the day before, but I was I was adamant that I'd booked us all in a single row. Mm. And I spied sort of, so I went up, went spoke to someone at the Virgin Terminal, like, you got to sort this out, uh, which they did. Um, but I spied a Collingwood branded Nike suitcase. Mm. With a laptop perched on top of it, and immediately I knew exactly what had happened. The flight had been overbooked because the Collingwood Football Club was flying back on that flight. Have you ever have you ever flown anywhere with a with a football team, Collingwood or otherwise? Uh, yeah, I, I actually flew with the um, 
No, 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 I didn't. I am. Um, <laughs> I was at the baggage carousel. Um, yeah, okay. and the uh, the Adelaide Crows flew in for the 2017 Grand Final. Okay, right, right, right. And we walked not- down the concourse together, but no, we didn't okay. fly together. No, it's a bloody nightmare because every goddamn mm. seat on the plane is is full. You've got 40 odd footballers. All the exit rows are taken. No chance of an upgrade. It's actually a disaster. So I was in the Virgin Lounge and. So hang on, you you were in the plane with with the boys. With the boys. Who are yeah. you sitting near? Well, I wasn't sitting with near anyone because I was literally in one of the last rows, and they were all top. They were all first, like they weren't in they weren't in business class. So you in, like, sauntered first up 12 rows. to use the toilet at the front of the plane. No doubt. <laughs> I should have actually, in hindsight, but no, I um. That was no, where I, you should have done your recording. I should have done the recording in the lounge because that they're quite arrogant football clubs. Like they'd gone into the lounge and roped off a whole like corner of the lounge now there wasn't enough seating for all of the all of the customers and they kind of had that erected one of those little um you know what do you call it little ropes bouncer rope like a little red bouncer rope. ropes and i was like i just i was i you know my rule of thumb with these guys i ne- never go up to them in the wild i just let them be but i was like that kind of rankled me a little bit and i felt like just walking in and like sitting next to cox or roughhead just to make my presence felt mm. that I wouldn't be um, treated as, as a second-class frequent flyer lounge. Shove it in their face. Yeah. Mm. Now, I've got another hard yes for you. Now, it's not often that we get an email sent to us from the Collingwood Football Club. So, imagine my... Imagine my complete, utter shock and surprise mm. when I received this email today with the subject line, Damien, make sure your disinfection plan works faster. <laughs> now, let oh, me exp- my God. This was, this was an email. I assume it was sent out to all members. Hang on. This is your hard yes? Yeah, this is a hard yes. I've got it here. Yeah, I received yeah. it. Make sure germs spread fast. Spread fast. Yeah. Make sure your disinfection plan works faster. It's got a picture of Clorox mm. Pro disinfecting yeah. wipes. Kill wipes. COVID-19 in 30 seconds. 30 seconds? With, it, like, with an asterisk. Got, yeah, who's got 30 seconds? Like, you must meant to be instantaneous, surely. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, 30-second delay. Kill cold and flu viruses in 15 seconds. Wow. Damn. Half the time. Mm. Clean and disinfect 99.9% of germs in one easy step. Wipe stays yep. wet. Jeez, God. They've, I mean, they've really taken this. Do, I think, this I think do it's better the cultural I've got clean to say, out to I, I think, level. I think it's the fifth bullet point that really sold it for me, and that is product is listed in the ARTG OST L333208. Yeah, well, how, how did that make the bullet points? <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Does that mean just it's accredited? I mean, the whole thing, it's just its just bizarre. Sent from clubupdates at news.collingwoodfc.com.au. Now, this is just, this is a return to the magpie spam. Like, we got this one last year. Remember we did a we did a piece on this on Pie Hard when we were all in that um, Trembling Waters or whatever it was called in, mm. in the, in the oh, in yeah, yeah. Queensland or wherever it was. But Trembling I don't know. Waters. Like, is this, is this what we get? Is this what we, we've got now as members? Do they just pay cash? They're like, look, mm. they put a price on their email list. Mm. Look, we've got an email list of 100,000 um, mm. Magpie supporters. Yep. 
you can send one email with mm. your ad mm. and we'll put a Collingwood banner at the top for how much? This is what's the database? Is the database like uh, 110,000? Yeah. Estimate? Um, all right. It I reckon you'll be paying... worth that much. Well, this is this is the thing. They're not paying hard cash for this. It's it's all part. It's all it's all baked into some other deal that they're doing. It but, looks like selling your soul, right? Because mm. there's just no need. No, no one has any need for this product. Like, mm. as in, there's nothing special about it. You can go get your bloody disinfectant wipes anywhere. Like, just because it's being sent to me by Collingwood, am I meant to then go and develop some brand loyalty to Clorox? Yeah. Even though the asterisk says kills SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces only. Well, Alex, aren't you in for a goddamn treat? Because this isn't just an email. This video was released and it's had 28 views and we're going to play it for everyone now. But before we do, I'm just going to set it up. It's much more than just an email because a very clandestine video was dropped by the club. Hi, my name's Dylan. I'm the facilities manager here at the Collingwood Football Club. Player health is paramount to on-field success. Keeping athletes healthy in winter is a challenge, and that's why we use Clorox. Clorox have helped Collingwood manage and reduce the spread of COVID-19 and other illnesses like the flu around our training facilities with outstanding products that kill viruses and bacteria in seconds. Without them, we wouldn't have the same success in maintaining our players' health. The Clorox Total 360 sprayer is so easy to use. It's a click of a button to switch on and you're away. The machine has outstanding surface coverage. It gets in hard to reach places and provides superior cleaning in a fraction of the time it takes to clean manually. One of the greatest benefits to us has been that the Total 360 spray is so fast it allows us to clean in between sessions. Now we can disinfect areas straight after they've been used and have these areas sanitised before the next group or team arrives. The Clorox wipes are a great addition to our regime, cleaning and disinfecting in one hit. The wipes have excellent surface compatibility, a medical team use them on their treating tables, medical appliances and workspaces. They're hospital grade, they kill cold and flu viruses and bacteria in 15 seconds. The Clorox products are tested and approved by the TGA. Thanks to Clorox, we're disinfecting more often, more effectively, in less time and for a lower cost. We wouldn't use anything else. Oh my God, I can never unsee that. That <laughs> is. Now, if that's not pies wide shut, I'm sorry, but uh, the video's had 28 views, that's one just like. That's that poor bloke to the wolves, Dylan, someone. Oh, I'm sorry. I feel so bad for him. It, for it, listeners it, in the non visual mm, podcast format, mm. he's getting around the Lexus Center with what appears to, appears to be a kind of mechanical dildo, mm. which sprays. It's like in- a karcher. <laughs> it's like a karcher high-pressure hose. He's, he's spraying everything up. and he's just willing. He's, he's in the gym. Shit. He's spraying. He's in the He's in the, the club rooms and their, their jumpers are hanging up. He doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. He's just spraying. Yeah. He's just like 360. <laughs> he's just letting it spray. He's like the it's guy like, from Predator, like Predator with the Gatling gun. He's just spinning like, trying like to find in, the Predator. Um, Ghostbusters when they um, throw out the box and under Slimer <laughs> and then they just start <laughs> Start letting it, letting it, letting it pop. Oh, Dylan is not going to be a popular guy in the club. With I'll tell you what. Every player's, you know, private bits and pieces yeah. and kit bags stinking of Clorox fucking yeah. acid gel spray. Yeah, yeah. it's just it's just perfectly done too. That's bottom it? of the you barrel, know. guys. Like, man, that is a. If that's not a hard no, I don't know what is. That's that's a that's a full on hard no. Don't care. Don't want to see this. Don't want to hear this. 
don't want to be fed this. It's absolute <laughs> rubbish, and it's 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 scraping the barrel, Collingwood. Yeah, uh, released the week that um, Quainer like misses the game due to COVID. So it's, it's not a it's not a ringing endorsement of the uh, of the Clorox Pro three hundred and sixty uh, range. But look, maybe we could be wrong. If you if anyone from Clorox Pro ANZ is listening to us, do not contact send, us. No, 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 no. Send send Stay me away. a um send me one of those uh, lightning rods. Deal to spray, and uh, we, we might start spraying the uh, the uh, pie hard. Um, we have been a bit sick lately, haven't we? So. Maybe that's what we need, but okay. That's so we're 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 calling that official. That's a hard no. All right, what do you got, Alex? Demo. Let's, let's pick it up. Let's let's be positive for a my second. My hard yes. Yeah, this is super positive. There's a guy yeah. that played for Collingwood. He shares my birthday, and he, I've got so much respect for him because he was a great player, Leon Davis, and he was a talismanic figure in the club. But also, if you recall, there was times, and it was set on several occasions in the 2000s, where he kind of wanted to go home. And mm. there was rumors swirling that he had, had you know, decided to, to go back to his people, yep. and which is understandable. I think a lot of, you know, people from the West or the North um, feel that way at some stage in their careers, and some Indigenous players have a really strong, you know, connection um, to their mob back home. And... It was, I thought at the time, an incredible show of tenacity, persistence and faith in the club to stick around and stick through those hard times personally. Mm. And I'm sure that Mick Moldhouse would have been, you know, a really strong mentor in his year to, to help him or help encourage him to stick it out in Victoria. Um, and he did. And mm. he held, Leon Davis held the flame for really you know, the Indigenous people of this country at our yep. club for a long, long period. And I think he's the most significant um, Indigenous figure that's been connected to the, the club in our lifetime. And it it certainly seems to me that his return to the club was um, the most significant step in this do-better process. Yeah. Because let's be honest, like we've we've had this talk before sometimes – when you've got two white guys talking about racism issues on a podcast, that's awkward. It's also awkward sometimes hearing about um, racism from other white people who have been talking, you know, in the media uh, or within the club um, and releasing statements and releasing plans. And sometimes you just need to, you need to actually hear from and, and have visibility on, you know, some Aboriginal people who who have mm. actually been through this situation mm. and can actually, actually learn from them. Mm. So Leon's come back to the club, I believe, in a full-time basis. Mm. And I think mm. that it's a major, major fill-up for the club. It's huge, isn't it? And it, and it feels like um, the Do Better report, and I know it's, this is not about one individual, but it just felt like the Do Better report couldn't fully move forward mm. when arguably, you know, the club's greatest yeah. Indigenous player um, certainly the greatest to watch, mm. um, was uh, disenfranchised with the club and had term- in, in, in um, Heredia's words, I think, terminated all communications with the club. So there was, also that, there was also that initial piece on Leon Davis, I think it was late last year, when he said he hadn't been approached at all by the club. Um, and this was off the back of the Do Better report, which, you know, as a supporter and as a, as a massive Leon Davis fan growing up, is like how could you miss that step? Like in this whole, in this whole undertaking, 
yeah. um, ripping the Band-Aid off and, you know, uh, and, and righting some wrongs and the truth-telling. How could you neglect to speak to this mm. guy or, or have this guy involved? And they're his words, not, not mine. So, I mean, I'm just commenting on what he said. But, yeah, it just feels like full circle. It feels like – and Cracker obviously is a part of this, but Leon Davis just holds such a special mm. place in the hearts and minds of Collingwood fans, certainly of our era. Um, still does, always will. And, and it's almost like he, he okay, he's like, okay, I'll, I'll come. He's, I can imagine he may have been like, look, I don't want to be used for the headline. You know, yeah, I don't want to yeah. just come back to the, the club yeah, I can for see a that. day. I, yeah, I can see and, that. I can see that. And it's a, it, it makes everyone look good and feel good and, you know, yeah. all everything's rosy because Leon's come in for a corporate lunch and he's said something in a, to a microphone. Hmm. He's like, no, well, actually, what we need to do here is engage properly. I'm not sure what his role is. I should have looked at that. It's some kind of cultural role, obviously, to take in um, some responsibilities around, you know, the Indigenous context and the program. And, you know, I mean, just generally, I think we've got Neville Jetta, Neville Jetta as well, don't we, as one of our assistant coaches. Um, so yeah, the balance is tipping. In a far more um, in a far more favourable way in terms of getting a bit of diversity back into the club, but Leon, yeah. your superstar, welcome back. Yeah, absolutely great to have him back. If you Google Collingwood this week, as we mentioned, you get a bit on Nick Dacos. Your goddamn computer would melt down if you Google Collingwood. Yeah, just I mean, the sheer volume. Has anyone ever? Has anyone ever um, actually? Done any research into just the number of media hits that Collingwood gets in a in a week? Like mm. it must be it must be one of the biggest trending topics in Australia. Well, they actively the newspapers actively write Collingwood stories, obviously over others because it's so clickable, um, and we're just feeding that dragon. And uh, we did it again this week. We we read all kinds of rubbish. The biggest news story as we're going to air is the Dugowie and Grundy situation where it's been rumoured that um, we're looking to offload Dugowie. We've kind of, we've obviously touched on this after, you know, that awesome uh, party trip to Bali uh, mm. with, with our friend Sergio and that perhaps the writing um, has been in the wall a little bit you know, I mean, look. Put it this way: I'm not. Sh- I'm not. I'm not suggesting that the media has totally fabricated the idea that Collingwood might be exploring its options with a Jordan Dugowie trade, because I think that's probably not knowing. I'm just kind of reading into things, reading between the lines. That's probably due diligence for the club to to have an idea of what we might get for Dugowie, hmm. and culturally, the club club may or may not have decided to move on that. Um, to freshen things up, but the the Grundy thing has been thrown into the same kind of you know witch's cauldron of rumor and yeah. innuendo here, and he has, as we're going to air, come out um, and address some of the speculation today. I believe he said he refuses to be dragged into whispers. He could be on the trade table at the uh, season's end. I'm not going mm. to be dragged into that. Obviously, I signed a long term deal, mm. and I'm looking forward to getting back into the team. And I will note that Fly McRae also came out this week and was asked in the press conference about um, the Grundy situation. And he has, uh, he's, you know, he's, he's done 
the only thing that he could do, which is say we want to we we want Grundy to be here at the club and we want to get yeah. better in the latter stages of the year, and Brody can help us do that. So he played a straight bat. My question to you is: if there's smoke, hmm. is there fire? Yeah. Well, I think the club should actually get on the front foot with this and sign Grundy on for a seven-year extension. <laughs> so just snuff out any of this sort of Sam McClure rubbish mm. double, and on lock a double him wage. in. Yeah, two double, double, two <laughs> mil, two mil, fourteen-year. Uh, you know, eclipse the Franklin Godfather deal, and just you know, just be done with this. Just just end it. So fourteen years, two mil. Um, that's my take. If I had to say to you, Damo, if I said to you, mm. Damo, if you had say to it. say, yep. if you had oh. to say, is Brody Grundy playing for Collingwood round one next year? If you had to put a you know, significant <laughs> bet on. Oh, God. Um, I would say that... I would say that he is. And let me explain why. I think if if there's any truth to this rumour, um, you know, what club is going to take him on? What club is going to take him on with that incredible um, salary of his? So, no, he stays. To go, he goes. That's my gut feel. Okay. Um, and I think there's a chance it could be culturally too disruptive to do another Trelaw thing and have – here, a, a really elite player leave the club and to pay yeah. part of their salary. I think that that's a pretty big call to make culturally and in terms of the optics of it. I'm not sure that the supporter group would be. I, I just don't, I don't really, I don't really understand it when you unpack it. Like Grundy tips in. He's a hard trainer. He's he's admired and loved within the group. He is relatively young-ish for a ruckman. What he's 28 or something? Is he 28? 28, 29? Yeah, no, he's like 27, 28, maybe. Oh, no, 27, he's like, 28. He's like 27, so, I reckon. So you can you can argue that, you know, um, you know, his his years are ahead of him. Um, which which is astonishing because he's 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 had a few it's 28, uh, good ones together. 28 this 28, year. 28, right? And you've got you've got Mason Cox, who is potentially on his last year, maybe one more, who knows? Um, one injury to that ruck stop, and you're you know, you're exposed again. So yeah, I agree. No. I don't understand. Um, Grun- Grun- I, I think it's a beat up. I just, I, I think it's an old fashioned media beat up. And I think if you continue to hear something, a condition, right? So if you continue to hear something over and over and over again, then it starts to cloud the mind. And now he hasn't been playing, so you can't, you can't um, contrast it to any on field performances because there have been none. So if he comes back and he rips the pants off it for the last four or five games. Then it's a completely different prospect. It's a completely different argument, and I don't think it goes any further. But um, I don't know whether no, I think I think I'll say this. I'll say this. Sorry, if I can just finish on this thought. That the option to trade Grundy was a year or two ago when Adelaide were mm. willing to give up pick Huge two, amount. and yeah. we hadn't locked him in. That was the that was the opportunity. We didn't take it. We committed to the long haul. So we're 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 in it. I no agree. buyer's remorse. I agree with that final point, but I. I don't know whether the whole thing's a beat up. There's two points that stand out to me. One is I don't think that if we just go with Cameron and Cox, I don't think in the in the immediate future we're a worse team for it. Mm. That's a significant call. Like I'm not mm. saying that a year ago. Mm. But honestly, I'm impressed with Cameron. I, I don't think that we lose heaps if we just go with uh, 
with Cameron Cox. And the other thing is the club's reported to be right into Taranto and others. Um, we've heard about McStay and there probably is still a salary cap hangover issue and that it mm. might just be one of those really hardcore mismanagement decisions that gets made. Might happen. What about what about just what about Nick Dacos Ruck? Well, there's nothing he can't do. There's nothing he can't do, is there? Hey, listen, I've got some breaking news, Alex. It's just just um just come in, right? Uh, as we are talking right now. And uh, I've got a direct line with none other than Isaac Lohman, who at the top of the show was our hypnotist extraordinaire. Wow. Uh, he's, he's, return, he's responded to me, actually, and he's, he's said, great to hear from you, Damien. Has the video dropped from them already? So it's a no. We haven't seen it. Well, unless he's talking about the Clorox Pro video. I'm not 100% sure on that one. I don't think the hypnotist video has dropped from the club just yet. Um, I asked him who was best on ground. So who in, in, in terms of the uh, – who was, who was his best pupil, I think, was the question I asked him. Mm. He said, Trey Rusco was the superstar of the night, absolutely hilarious, an incredible hypnotic mind. So just take me through why you've got uh, old mate's, young mate's number. Isaac Cloman. Well, I reached out to Isaac. So this is the level of research that we do on PyHard. So when um, Hesse sent through the clip of the um, hypnotist in action, mm. not sure, you haven't seen the video, reached out to Isaac Cloman and, yeah, just asked him for his take on the night. He did say that the, the Collingwood Football Club was a great club. There was a really warm atmosphere and overall it was a great night. So, look, obviously... Did we we talked at the top of the show competitive advantage or content? Mm. It's fair to say it's content. It's under embargo, so we probably shouldn't even be talking about it. Maybe Isaac shouldn't be talking about it. But uh, yeah, no doubt there'll be a um, a video to come. I'm assuming. Mm. I'm licking my lips this week or next week. So can't wait. Stay tuned. Another scoop for you. Mm. For you on Pie Hard. All right, we're going to close out the show now. We didn't get a chance to talk about Scott Pendlebury. Um, Last week, there was no pie hard last week, but mm. we are going to read out to some of the amazing responses that we got for a hard ask that we did drop mm. um, last week. Now, you did ask me the, the reference for this one. So, um, this was a direct reference to the billion-dollar box office smash Top Gun Maverick. Uh, so, we asked this question accompanied by a photo of Scott Pendlebury. I think it was in a roulette. One of the RAAF rulers. Ah, uh, yes, yes. This is a question. Ahead of his 350th game for Collingwood, we're asking you to assign Scott Pendlebury a Top Gun call sign. Mm. What's he being called? Now, before I go into the Scott Pendlebury um, responses, Alex Watkins, do you have a call sign? Or well, what would your call sign be? For him if or you're for a me? Top Gun, if you were a Top Gun fighter pilot. Sexy Lexi. Sexy Lexi. I was going to say skunk. Oh, I'm I don't not know sure why. About that. Not because of your scent, just just, just, uh, um, just a vicious creature. No, I'm just kidding. Um, all right, well, let's go Yours. through these. Scott Penderbury, best responses. Uh, Serge said grease. Uh, Steve Powell said slick. Matt said skipper. Easy picking, but related to his long term captaincy. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Justin, yeah. friend of the pod, said time lord. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. Aaron. That's got yeah, dimensions. Good one. Good one. Aaron said Rolls Royce. Well, that's 
That is that is nifty. That is nifty. Yeah. yeah. Emma Emma said pigeon, and Schmick said yeah. I was going to say that. Pidge. Yeah. Serge, uh, friend of the pod, Sergio Montoro. Can't make up my mind between uh, Mr. Damage or Stellan. Love it. Love it. Meta Magpie said Scott Embleberry. Oh, that was the reference to the <laughs> North Smith, wasn't it? I'm sure it slides off the tongue. Embleberry. Embleberry, that's right. Nick said just asking questions. Yeah, not sure about that. About that one. Uh, Phil Devlin, friend of the pod, said light speed as Einstein's theory supports that time slows down as you approach it. Love it. Really good. Simon Breen loved that one as well. He pitched and said love it. Light Light speed. It's really good. And it was accompanied by the um, hyperspeed, you know, Chewbacca and... um, Star Wars uh, reference right there. Uh, Baron Von Marlin said Silky. Evan Heaven dropped the basketball background. Had to include that one. Magic Gnomes said Matrix. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, lots of Matrix references. Maybe he looks like Keanu Reeves. I'm not sure. No, Matt no, said no, Neo. He looks like the yeah. Trinity. Trinity, that's. <laughs> Doesn't it? Oh, I'm not sure about that one. Matt said Neo, so another one. Um, Frankie said Swooper. Uh, the Goanna. Now, I'm not sure if this is an actual Goanna. Uh, wild go- at Wild Goanna. One of the few Collingwood players. It has been a pleasure to watch this last decade. Now, this is what we love, right? Because we do have a lot of supporters and fans on Pie Hard that absolutely detest the Collingwood Football Club, but we'll regularly um, get in touch with us. So, Goanna, thank you for that one. We'll take that one. Peter Jenkins said the Iceman. Schmick came back and said, Oops. Iceman's taken, isn't it? Uh, might be, but um, it's a parallel universe. What is the foul thing about this? Pie hard, pie hard. There is no, there is no rights or, or licensing um, in our world. Um, yeah, Schmick said hoops and forgotten desk jockey said eight seconds. The ability to slow time. Beautiful. I like hoops. Yeah, Peter Manane said slow mo. Chipper, another one for another vote for Rolls Royce. Yeah, good. Rob Watts, classic one. Um, do not eject. Immortal. Hashtag Pendles Legend. Just love, love a good off script as well. I love a complete off brief as well. It's beautiful. Just say uh, something, yeah. Uh, great Collingwood podcast for you guys. Um, you must be listening to the Collingwood Rant. If you're not, you should be at Collingwood Rant. Said Sideshow. Sideshow, yeah. Louis Chicato said, runner like a snail. Not sure about that one. Paulie said, weave world. Chipper Dale said, Neo. Moves like time stands still. Uh, there we go. There's a reference. Another vote for Pigeon from RDZJB. Chris Whelan said Emblebury. There's another reference to Arnold Br- um, Brightus, was it? Who gave him the Norm Smith medal and stuffed it up. Remember that one? Yeah. Some North David. Bro. Yeah, I think so. David Trimboli said Swish with the emoji of a basketball. James Dalton said Smooth Mover. Brett Graham, Magpie. Good. Kind of like that one. Yeah. Kind of like that one. Dave Pinnock said, Dreads. This is a great, these are call signs, but they're also little windows into the Pendlebury um, mm. career, aren't this they? This is Hero. cultural artifacts. Yeah, Midi said, Bullet Time. Uh, Glenn Birrell said, Priority Pick. It wasn't a priority pick, was it? Or should we just get a priority pick? Wasn't he? He was pick five. I don't know I how don't that's know. a priority pick. Glenn's a, Melbourne, Glenn's a Melbourne Deacon supporter, so maybe nah, not, as, not, as, not as quick, not as sharp as the other ones. Yeah, uh, FML it. said, got to be Neo, doesn't it? Where's God, I, I've never heard about this Neo thing. I've never heard 
Pendlebury mm. connected to the Matrix in any way, shape, or form, and there's been like eight Neos. There's trilogy. a lot of Neo, and there's another Rolls Royce uh, from Zach Maines. Love that one. Um, uh, Matt Fitzgerald said, "I don't know. It has to be free throw or Shaq. It's got to be a basketball record, surely." Uh, Alex said, "Turnover." About that one, Alex. Hmm, I don't know about that. He's got a picture of um, Kevin Bartlett. Another, another yeah, Melbourne all play. coming, all coming out. Richmond, all coming out. Good work, now, aren't they? Uh, Lord that we, we, yeah, we, we welcome all types. We welcome all types on my heart. Uh, Lord Adrian Page said Pendles. Paul Merritt said Goose. <laughs> Goose, yeah, I can't. Yeah. Could be a. And We've Paul Merritt, a Bombers ice. fan. Are these guys ta- are these being trolls? Goose. Are we being trolled here? I think we're being trolled here, but Essen and Richmond and goddamn, what was the other one? Melbourne, Melbourne supporters. Uh, Digger said Cool Rock Cat 77. Man. Cool Cat 77. What's that? Just a, what's I, I don't know. But it's just, just sounds. It sounds good, doesn't it? <laughs> o said smooth. Two O's Tony, and smooth. Yeah, two O's and smooth. Tony Zach said smoke screen. I like that. Mm-hmm. That'd be a good one if you're a fighter pilot. Mm. Uh, Trazzy M said. Yeah, Trazzy M said Swiss, like a Swiss watch. Pendles is constant, reliable, and stylish. Well, that sounds like a bit of ad copy right there. Now, I think we're being trolled with this one. DD said vlog. Uh, well, don't, don't need to read we that We probably out. should. We should even read that one out, should no. we? The Truth said Embleberry, another reference to the Norm Smith medal. Wayne K, yeah, we're definitely getting trolled now. Wayne K, po- this is the last one. Wayne K posted a photo of someone wearing a Top Gun shirt, but um, there's a... Uh, not a very nice word. Is this the one. next stage of our growth as a I podcast? Think, I think we're broken. We've yeah, never I'm, had. Yeah, we've no, had this like is, this niche yeah, audience this is, this of pirates, and now yeah, we've got like, really the internet coming down on us with all that. Yeah, this is a big one. Other club <clears throat> rage, terrible. Well, I've got to say, I've got to say, yeah. Normally we don't get that level of, um, of uh, you know, opposing view. But look, well, my favourite one's demo. We're all quite popular. Rolls Royce, I think, just rolls off the tongue. Mm. Pigeon mm. Uh, is great. And basketball background. There you go. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I, I think Magpie was, was my favourite. I like it. Just like it straight between the eyes. What about Scott? Really <laughs> what about say, Scott? Say what you see. Yeah, I'm surprised no one reached out and said, what are you talking about, Pendleton doesn't Anyway, look, um, I think we might wrap it up there. It's uh, we've, we've had a full docket uh, today on Pyha. There was lots to touch on because we did miss uh, an episode last week, but we'll be back next week to discuss our ninth victory in a row. Thank you so much. Don't forget, if you are liking what you're hearing, if you're following Pyha, if you want to hear more Pyha, if you've got a scoop or an exclusive for us, mm. it's at Pyha Podcast uh, on Instagram and Twitter. Hit us up. Let us know what you think of the pod. Shout out to Isaac Cloman, our star celebrity hypnotist, the Collingwood Football Club official um, hypnotist for getting in touch with us. We'll do a special shout out. If you haven't, actually, no, I'm going to do this. IsaacLoman.com. If you're interested in getting a hypnotist down to your workplace, your school, your wedding, your birthday, your 21st, football your bar mitzvah, your football match, what a great you know, club room sort of antics that would be mm. let rip with a hypnotist on the uh, on the uh, canteen ladies. <laughs> Wouldn't that be elite? But yeah, absolutely. Down the rebels. 
Isaac Lohman, keep your eyes peeled for some kind of Collingwood content around this. Go check out the Clorox Pro um, Steam Wand available now. 30, 30 minutes, COVID knock, knock it dead. Oh, my God. And um, brilliant. We'll see you next week uh, for another episode of the one and only Pyre. Pyre.